if I said howdy. You like howdy? Well, howdy. <laughs> I, I recorded that, so we can use that later. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Well, welcome along to this very first episode of this podcast. My name is Kendall McDonald, and I'm the pastor here at Fredonia Hill, and I'm sitting alongside Blake Russell, our worship pastor, who's going to be our co-host for this podcast. That's correct. And we just wanted to step into this space uh, so that we could have further conversations around all sorts of different topics. We don't have necessarily one thing in mind, but our hope was to be able to use this platform as a way of having different nuanced conversations about the intersection of life and faith, maybe about the things that are going on in the wider culture. And we want to be able to do that in the context of friendship. And I can tell you that my life has been changed by having conversations with friends about what God is doing in my life and about the challenges that I'm facing and about the things that I'm thinking about. And so we wanted to be able to model what discipleship and friendship uh, looks like in some of these conversations. And we also wanted to give you a chance not only to get to know us a little bit more through this, but also to get to know some of our different staff members and even people from the wider community. So I think one of the things that we would like to do in this podcast is do some interviews with some people in our community. God is doing some cool things in and around the Nacogdoches area and want to hear from several of those people. So we've got all sorts of exciting things in store uh, for this podcast, but we would love to hear from you as well. We want you to be able to tell us what you're interested in hearing. Are there any topics or or issues or things that you'd like to, uh, to hear us chat through a little bit more? We would love to certainly hear from you. But one of the things that we've talked a ton about here lately is the necessity for us to share our stories with one another, that we need to listen to what God is doing in one another's lives and and share our stories with one another. So we figured that that was a really good place for us to start is just to talk about our backgrounds, to talk about how our past experience, our church life, our life of faith, our families, how those things have formed us into who we are today. So we're going to begin by sharing our stories a little bit. talking through things uh, with with Blake and uh, his background. He's got some... Actually, he's going to tell this story, I think, but um, the Eagles uh, played a major yeah. role in uh, Blake's... In cult. my development yeah. as a worship leader in <laughs> church it, music. Yeah, the Lord used <laughs> the uh, the Eagles to uh, to call Blake to ministry, I think is something how that story goes. But, <laughs> um, anyway, so just just uh, just talking through background. Anything else you want to say on the why we're even doing this? Uh, we're doing it because Kendall wanted to do it. That was <laughs> no. I think it's a it's a good opportunity to kind of get to know us a little bit better and and uh, just to kind of hear hear where we come from. I think that uh, will help build a little bit more of a connection between um, us and and just furthermore kind of promote the idea that we're a family and we need to know each other. And so that's the hope. Yeah, that's all my hope. That's the I'm gonna I use the hope the word hope anywhere <laughs> I possibly can. Don't forget to go to a- right. Apple Music and Spotify and listen to All My Hope from Fredonia Hill. by Blake Russell yeah. and Fredonia Hill Band. Okay, so give us a little, give us a window. I mean, I already kind of set that up a little yeah, bit no, with the Eagles. We, but... we won't lead off with the Eagles. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, most of you know, most people will know that I am from Nacogdoches, so uh, my roots run very deep in this uh, community. Um, and, and I'm going to say it, people laugh at me every time I say it, mainly Kendall and 
my wife Ashley, but our family has been here. Uh, the Russell family has been here in Nacogdoches County since the 1830s, and so uh, we have a deep heritage in this community. Um, so I grew up here. I went to, uh, for most of my life, I went to a small uh, church outside of town, about half a mile from where we lived, and uh, that was my perspective of, of church music was uh, the Heavenly Highway Handles. I've actually got one sitting over there. Um, it's true. It's true. You cannot see it, but it's sitting on my uh, writing desk because I was working on a song a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, man, it would be great if it sounded kind of like songs did whenever I was a kid. So, um, And that's the direction we went with it. But uh, anyway, so Heavenly Highway Handles, Shape Notes, all those good things. A lot of you, if you grew up in a similar church, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But um, everybody that was singing on Sunday morning, which included the entire congregation, uh, would sing a part. And so there's, you know, you've got four parts and you've got the guys singing the real low bass notes and the ladies singing way up high and then they would repeat a line. And, and, and that, so that's really where I kind of developed my uh, love for, for music, but also just being able to, to pick out harmonies and, and what singing was like in church. Well, I think you got to stop. I mean, hang on. Yeah. For, for those of us that have not experienced small church life like that, I, that certainly, I, you, does, does he, does the uh, music director get up there and say, <laughs> okay, here, your part is this and this, and no. do people just naturally no, they just find know. their place? They just know. Well, I mean, we're singing the same you know, 15 songs my entire life. So Except for the Sunday nights where it's choose your hymn, right? Choo- well, yeah, but they would always choose the standards. I mean, okay, there was so like, the same there were the, the gold standards that, that you would, you would sing. And, uh, no, my, my uncle was, uh, the, um, for the a large part of my childhood was the, uh, music director. Um, he had very little formal training in that, but he was one of the guys, he was willing to, he sang and he was willing to be up there and, and pick the hymns right before church started. We he would have a hymn only he'd flip through about ten minutes before service starts and pick. Okay, we're gonna do one ninety six, seventy two, and fifty three. Those are the songs we're gonna do today. And so that was kind of the 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 method methodology of. So of in picking. the congregation, you just have to find your place. You just kind of have to know your range and, and yeah. find your place. But every and... every I mean, it was very participatory. Everybody was like in it. Yeah. Um, my dad. And you guys know Roger Russell, the the oh man, he makes great, his first appearance yeah, on the first. This is podcast. the first. This is the first appearance that he'll have. Uh, of he, many. he was he was in the choir. Oddly, oddly enough, Roger Russell in the choir, um, and uh, so my uncle was the music director. My dad was in the choir, and my grandmother played organ, and so wow, that was uh, that was a, a big part of the uh, the team up there. But my dad was in the choir for a while until he got sick. And uh, I don't, I don't know how the story goes, and he, he'll probably have to correct me on this. But does he listen this is, to podcasts? This is the no, I don't know, not yet. This is this is the story as I remember it, so it may or may not be true. And uh, but I, he got sick, and he went to the doctor, and then the doctor told him that he was not allowed to sing in the choir anymore. And my suspicion is that somebody in the church probably got to the doctor and said, <laughs> "Hey." You got to shut this Roger Russell guy down. He doesn't need to be up there singing anymore. So that was the end. Of, that was the last time I saw Dad up in the uh, wow. up in the choir loft. But, um, but yeah, that was that was kind of my early recollection of, of Sunday morning church music. Um, Everybody needs to get used to this pattern. Every story and experience that Blake shares is going to come back to his family roots somewhere here yeah. in the Nacogdoches area. 
or Roger will make an appearance. We're just a real colorful family. <laughs> or or a uh, significant uh, battle. Yeah, yeah, it's some sort of historical perspective. Those, those three yeah. things, like your your That's life it. runs through those three filters right. every yeah. single time. Yeah, if it doesn't have one of those elements, it's not a good story. So. We have already checked two of those boxes. Yeah, so yeah, we, we grew up uh, seeing Heavenly Highway hymnals, and, or out of the Heavenly Highway hymnal, and um, classic songs, and then, of course, we'd have the, the special music, which was always in every, uh, in every service. And it wasn't always planned. Sometimes it was like... Hey Billy Bob, will you come up and sing a special music today? On the spot. Yeah, you know, if we, if, if we had a few people that were real musical and uh here here's what's funny is that I when I was probably in I guess when I was in college, I think Ashley and I were were dating at the time. Um you know, my entire adult life I've worked in churches and then occasionally I'd have a day off and I would go back home to this church and uh visit but man, if the music guy saw me, it was like it was on. I, w- I was having to get up there and sing everything that I knew, and so I'd always try to avoid that. And I was like try to slip in and kind of hunch down in the back back pew so that that, that wasn't being seen and wasn't asked to get up there and do special music or something like that. So I didn't want to fall prey uh, to that. Uh, but special music was a big deal. Um, and uh, I was telling Kendall this is this is one of the classic stories. Is my uncle. One day, and he was the music director, and uh, he didn't have anybody do special music. He also played guitar a little bit, uh, but guitar in church was not a thing at this church. It was piano and, uh, and I'd say an organ. It wasn't really organ. It was a, it was a keyboard that my grandmother made it sound like an organ. And um, But anyway, they didn't have anybody do special music that day, so my uncle had his guitar with him, and he pulled it out and... Uh, this is this, not, this is my very first experience with guitar and church music. I didn't even know it was a possibility. Um, he pulled it out and he played "Desperado" by the Eagles. There it is. And you know it worked. I don't I, I don't know if it was maybe based on his life experience. He just really identified with the character in the song "Desperado." Uh, but that was that was my very first experience with guitar in what, church. What was the church's reaction to? I, singing along uh, or I, I, no it was a special music so oh yeah you they just they just special. enjoyed it and i don't even know if many of them realized it was an eagle song or they thought i mean they could have thought my uncle wrote Did the they song just think he's a brilliant writer oh i'm sure yeah my uncle got up there and sang it with passion and uh he nailed it it's a great version of it which we came across this uh this fact today there's an eagles cover band coming to uh nacogdoches here in the next yeah, uh, by the time weekend. by, by the, the time, time anybody hears this, it, it has already happened. Yeah. But apparently, Don Henley uh, had a semester at SFA. Yeah, he went to SFA. So if you want to know more details about that, you can look it up on Wikipedia. I'm sure. I think it's if you go to Nacogdoches yeah. on Wikipedia, it talks about Don Henley in there. And, so. if, and if we're wrong, don't. Tell yeah, us. but I'm pretty sure there used to be a banner on North Street, and you may have remembered seeing this. That was like Don Henley, and had like whatever year it was, 1960 seven or eight or whatever i don't know i'm taking a guess but um so yeah so how do you i mean how do you square what you were uh were what you went through um in terms of your development musically obviously that plays a huge role uh in your appreciation for music um Mm -hmm. but also your appreciation for corporate worship um even on that scale how how does that uh then pop up in what you're doing now? I mean, how do you see some of those roots and the way that you learn to worship uh, in that scenario? 
how does that play a role in what you do yeah. now? Yeah, I you know it was it was so n- normal and a part of everything that we did uh, was were, were these songs that we sang and they were so relatable. Um, you know, it, it was it, it talked about and it, the struggles and a lot of these songs are written. A lot of the songs that are in the Heavenly Highway hymnal they were written. Um, you know, a hundred years ago, or some were written that during the Great Depression, and so they spent a, a lot of them were kind of around this blue collar struggle, work hard. You know, life's tough, but when we all get to heaven, you know, it was kind of this. Yeah. It really kind of, I don't know. It, it made worship music real. It was identifiable. It wasn't just like this thing that you sang because everybody was singing. It was like you really felt, you really felt what you were singing because you were experiencing those things all the time, you know, and then that's really what we, when we think about what it means to worship and and how that encompasses all of our lives, it's not just singing a song on Sunday morning. We talk about that all the time, but, um, you think about the, the concepts and the things that we were singing about and, and, you know, how you could identify and relate to that during the week, uh, with whatever you were going through. And so it, it definitely shapes. And even as the, the way I'm kind of writing worship music right now, I kind of think, thinking about the perspective of, um, of, of from that perspective and what things that we are experiencing and directly writing songs um, that can be relatable by our family, you know? Yeah, I think I've, I've been interested lately as you've been writing, and for those of you that keep close track on, on Blake, you know that he's kind of in this spurt of, uh, of doing a lot of writing and recording and uh, and, but one of the things that's been really important to you is in, in writing these songs that they, that they really capture the, the community that they come from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we saw that with all my hope again, plugging all my hope. If you want to check that out, go to Apple music, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite <clears> songs. <throat> but the the idea was that all my hope really does. It, it does capture in a sense, the, the essence of, of, of this community, and even more specifically, this church, mm-hmm. and that's been something that you that you've wanted to do. Is that because of how uh, personal, family, relatable, kind of your background was? Is that why that's yeah. important? Yeah, to you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, because even it, now, you know, twenty five, thirty years removed from um, church in that that perspective of growing up, like I still, even as I'm talking about it right now. I still see individual faces of people singing and think about their stories and think about what they were going through at those times. And I mean, I, I, right now I'm visualizing a choir loft and I can see specific people I remember that I maybe I've not seen in 25 years, but think about who they are and their stories. And, and that's really the approach that I'm making right now as I sit down and, and write music, or even as as we're picking songs for Sunday morning, you know, I'm spending a little. You don't, you don't do that, I, like your uncle. Did yeah, I'm spending a before. little bit more time than just right before service. But it's the same concept. It's like, okay, what do we as a family need to sing about? You know, this morning or this week, and uh, it's the same. It's, I, I I think about each and every one. I'm say each and every one of you. I think about a lot of our church body. Uh, whenever I'm I'm doing that, and especially as I'm writing, and that's that's really something I'm trying to hone in on. It's as you start worship music. I've always said is one of the most difficult uh, genres to write because you've got to write something for one that's singable, um, but you also have to write something that's true. You know, you just can't pull things out of thin air. Um, but it also has to be you know interesting enough to listen to. So. Um, you've got like this three-part thing that's got to come together. And and so 
I've been trying to kind of pull in, okay, I really want to make it true and relatable and uh, to, to multi, many, many, many groups of people, not just uh, one, one group, but at the same time thinking about specific people as I'm doing it. And so it's been a really neat exercise, but it's also been really rewarding and God's been faithful to kind of reveal those things to me in the words that need to be be written and said. I'm excited because I've got a handful of songs right now that we're we're working on to to record and and I don't know if all of them will be used for Sunday morning worship or if some will be used for uh, just individual private worship. But um, there's there's a thought and purpose between be, between all of them and and individuals and uh, our family in mind through throughout all of it. So I'm excited about that. So the biggest the biggest thing to take away here is that if you ever see Blake in deep thought on a Sunday morning, leave him alone because what he's trying to do is he's trying to figure out what songs we're going to sing here in the next few minutes. <laughs> no, I'm he's, probably trying to figure out when Kendall's going to want us to come back up on stage, most likely if it's on a Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. You know, that's funny. But my, uh, I remember as a kid, so this was kind of when I, when we were kids was kind of when this movement of, um, uh, uh, the what would, in our church it was called the contemporary service. I think mm-hmm. that you know still there's still churches that use that yeah that term. But that was kind of the, a, a new thing. It was this experiment uh, that was beginning with just alternative instrumentation and right. uh, different ways of of worship. And I remember the church I grew up in in Midland. Um, that my my dad uh, was a uh, was was a singer in the contemporary. Uh, worship the praise band. team. Yeah, yeah, the praise team. That's yeah. yeah, that's right. That's what it was called. The the, the praise team. And I just remember as a kid that was a, that was an interesting experience. We were uh, in the chapel of this uh, of this church, not the main not the main sanctuary. That was typically where the contemporary services were were banished <laughs> right, to. Was yeah. the, the chapels, the smaller areas. But it was cool just seeing. Uh, you know, for you talking about seeing the a guitar in worship for mm-hmm. the first time. That was some of my experience and and seeing my dad up there leading and uh, and singing was was interesting it was formational i don't have a lick of musical <laughs> musical talent um at all but um but seeing him lead worship was really uh, was really formational and uh and and still have those memories. yeah you know and and during that time period you know there was a there was this term that kind of flew around called the worship wars and it was it kind of you know it, it pit these two groups together of traditional and contemporary of like opposites that can't coexist together. And that's always been something that just really irked me. I've just never was satisfied with that because I grew up with these traditional songs and singing in a traditional way. And I still really love that. But at the same time, there were, God was showing me other ways that we can lead worship and worship together. And, and I'll, I'll never forget, um, you know, the first time I saw a guitar used in church was my uncle, but the first time I ever saw a worship band, I'd, I'd, went to a church camp that I kind of was my, got my arm twisted to go. I really didn't really want to go. I'm not, I'm not the church camp type of guy all that much. I'm not, I'd prefer to be by myself in the woods somewhere, but I went, I went to church camp and, uh, there was this worship band there and they were loud. They had the drums and the speakers and it was electric guitars and just, and at the time I was a teenager and I was getting into playing guitar and kind of experimenting with that and listening to like, the Eagles or CCR or Leonard Skinner or something. And, you know, watch out. I never, never thought that, that, that those worlds could ever intersect, you know? And, uh, I remember the, the youth volunteer that was there with us. 
he saw me standing at the back of the auditorium when all the rest of the kids were like right up on the speakers losing their hearing. I was kind of at the back with my arms crossed like, I don't know about this, you know. And uh, he walked up to me and he he pointed me to a verse in Isaiah and it and the gist of it says, I will, str- I will sing with stringed instruments all the days of my life in the house of the Lord. And and I, I kind of read that and was like, so I can I can do this. I had this passion of music and playing guitar, but I've never really figured out what that was for and why that was the, the case. And and that was kind of that began my that moment began my journey wow. in the ministry and specifically using my music to to minister to the church. So yeah, and that's and that's still going on. That's still I'm still using a stringed instrument and doing it so. today. Yeah, that's right. We used to have a pretty I, what I thought was a pretty funny joke. We used to. Every time anybody from Fredonia Hill got together, Blake's stringed instrument. There was a guitar was, that came out. Yeah, there was always a guitar. So we said, where there are two or more gathered, Blake's guitar is in there, <laughs> in their midst. Um, I, I think you've brought up an interesting topic. I want to close the uh, our first episode with this, the uh, the special music. So uh, everybody who's been around church for very long has a good special music mm-hmm. story. Uh, the, either a disaster during special music or, uh, you know, what, whatever it is, there's all, there's a good, uh, church special music story. Do you have any good church special music stories? Any that you can share, uh, to the uh, wider public? Oh man. Uh, this is not specifically a special music story, but it, it falls along the same line. I, so after I came back from that church camp, uh, the first thing that I did, I mean, I was 16 years old. The first thing I did is I got my other two buddies that played guitar and we started a band. It's time to start a band. We got to start a band. Uh, and we wanted to be a Christian band. We want to make Christian worship music. That was, that was the idea. Uh, we, we got uh, one of my buddies, little brother played, played drums and that's a loose term. He was, he got a pair of drum or a drum kit for Christmas and he could hit it. That was pretty much the extent of it. He qualified. He qualified. He could make sound, and so uh, we needed a gig. And uh, the 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 youth were doing a Valentine's Day uh, fundraising banquet at the church in the gym, which you know, great known for great sound, great great sound, great acoustics in the gym. And uh, so we practiced for months and uh, picked out three songs. And uh, one was like one that was on the radio at the time, which didn't. As I said, do you remember what they uh, are? Yeah, I do remember. Uh, one of them was called One of These Days by FFH. Uh, another one was a classic worship song, um, In the Secret. And then oh yeah, uh, the the last one that we had, we were kind of like the pre-show for the actual bank- banquet itself. The last one we had was a song called We're Hungry. And it was a worship song, pretty popular back oh, then. Yeah. And uh and I'll never forget, we get to the chorus to this song, and we just start saying, we are hungry, and all of a sudden, the, the, the doors of the kitchen bust open, and they just start pushing out carts full of spaghetti, <laughs> and I just about lost it as I was singing. Did they think that was the cue? I guess they thought that was, yeah, I mean, that was divine timing. It was the Holy Spirit, and um, and so that was our, our very first gig as a band. We were called In the Sun back then. In the sun with S O N S O N, but but in all seriousness, your second band, mm-hmm. uh, which was called Almost ooh, There. Oh, I knew it. I was gonna. Not, that was not it. Was a that. that was a spinoff of In the Sun. So a lot of the same guys. That's right. Moved over. We combined two bands that, and made that. So Almost There. So so listen, ladies and gentlemen. Not only can you get 
uh, all hmm. my hope on Apple Music and Spotify uh, by just searching for Tony Hiller, all my hope. You can also find some hidden. Yeah, it's not. There it's music, not under that it's name. Not called almost. Yeah, there. we hate. Got to know what you're looking for. <laughs> almost there was too Christian of a name. Every time we went somewhere, people would say almost where, and so we just got oh, tired terrible. of that. So, so, so for those of wanting yeah. to, to take a deep dive into uh, Blake Russell bands, tell them how to find some of the almost there recordings. So there was a a project that we recorded towards the end of our years playing, um, and we were probably. By the end of our years, I say we were. I was. I was probably twenty. The other guys were probably seventeen, eighteen at the time in the band. We recorded a project um, down in Houston, and uh, by the time we finished it, those guys were moving off to college. I I had decided that I didn't want to be a Christian rock star, and so uh, we never released the album until uh, a couple months ago, and uh, we retitled it as the first revival. The album titles 2005 because that was the year that it was supposed to be released, and so, um, yeah, so there, it's out there. It's on Spotify and iTunes and uh, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Called the first revival, the first revival. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So you can you did not know that when you turned on this podcast that you were going to have access to uh, that gold mine, but there it is. That's for free. You can just run over to one of those places. Yeah, or YouTube. There's, I'm sure if you dig around YouTube, you can find some audio of that too. There we go. There we go. So yeah, let's let's just let's call it. Let's say yeah. that's a wrap. We we have uh, we've heard some of uh, of Blake's background. That maybe in part two we're gonna jump into. Uh, some of my background. I've got some funny stories about growing up a Methodist kid. I was an acolyte in the. Uh, I don't even know, what, know that what, means. what that means. That means you light the candles. I you've was gotta, a missionary gotta, Baptist. We didn't yeah, do all that stuff. No, you got to wear the robe and you've got to bring in the uh, the light to start the service. It was a big deal. I actually met. This will be maybe a teaser for the story. I actually met. He wasn't then president, but uh, who uh, who eventually became president, uh, George W. Bush. Oh, I've got a George W. Bush story, too. I'll have to share that, too. We'll just have a yeah. George W. Bush episode. So, uh, yeah, as an acolyte, met George W. Bush at uh, at First Methodist in Midland, Texas, which was interesting. So we may dive into that a little bit. Who knows? This podcast may not last more than one episode, so you may never, <laughs> you may hear, never yeah. hear that we'll story. But, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, and let us know what you want to hear, what what interests you. We'll, uh, we'll see what, uh, what that looks like. But for now, we'll see you soon.